the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said to them again, Children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, See, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. The words of Jesus for this morning are difficult to hear if you feel that you are in the wealthy category. Add to the complexity of the issue the subjective nature of the question of wealth. Jesus doesn't give a benchmark for the definition of wealth in the text, which leaves us wondering who is considered wealthy. If we look at poverty in America, those in India would say that even the poor in America are wealthy compared to the impoverished in India, for example. So the issue of wealth in the gospel isn't concerned with the price tag of wealth. It is what we do with what we have. One can be wealthy and much good can come from it if the perspective is right. Jesus' words are to be seen amid a greater theme which gets to the condition of a person's heart and soul. The theme for today's text is recognizing need. What we really trust in is seen by the predominance of our thoughts and our actions. One could use riches as leverage against others in order to maintain power and control. This would stem from a predominant focus of the fear of losing control or even a strong desire for a comfortable life. The scriptures speak a great deal about poverty and riches. Jesus' words about the difficulty of the wealthy getting into heaven causes consternation. It is easier For a camel to pass through the eye of a needle 
than for a rich person to get into heaven. That brings pause. But why? The early church fathers thought a lot about vices and virtues, bad habits and good habits. But they went further into that arena to think about the causes. What causes a person to adopt certain habits? They would often look at how evil works and how it works against us. The trouble with wealth is the tendency toward self-reliance. Self-reliance creates a heart that is numb toward God. Gregory of Nyssa, an early church father, said that it was easier to talk to a spirited atheist about the Lord than a numb and unaffected Christian. Need turns our gaze away from ourselves and toward another as we seek help. The issue of need becomes the central issue in the discussion. Recognizing one's need also breaks down the wall of demarcation between wealth and poverty. In terms of the body, each person's needs differ. A diseased person needs health. A sad person needs joy. A worried person needs contentment. A selfish person needs valuable relationships. A sinner needs forgiveness. Spiritual contemplation, confession and absolution, musing upon the cross of Jesus, these things are meant to lead us to reflect on two things. Our need first, and then our neighbor's need. Our need, whether rich or poor, is spiritual. The evil one wants us to become sated and numb, self-sufficient. The devil's work is always to isolate the Christian. Think about the rich man and Lazarus in Luke's Gospel where the rich man is in Hades and Lazarus is in heaven. Lazarus rests in the arms of Abraham in holy community. The rich man suffers alone. If we muse upon the narrative, we must reflect upon the spiritual conditions. Hell is thought to be a lot of things. But hell is where you get what you want and more than you can handle. The rich man was alone in his wealth, in life. He was self-sufficient. He needed no one, so that's what he got in hell. But Lazarus' life was full of need. He was obviously a man of faith, So when he died, he was gathered by the angels with the church as he rested in the arms of Father Abraham. Jesus is leading us through this most difficult text.
to consider our need. Whether you are wealthy or poor, we are united in our spiritual needs. The disciples' response to the difficulty of entering heaven is our response. Then who can be saved? But Jesus provides the comforting answer which points us forward to the cross. With man it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. One of the beautiful things about the New Testament is that the apostles provide commentary and insight into the Gospels. If Jesus says something difficult or enigmatic, the apostles often provide perspective. In 2 Corinthians 8, Paul talks about poverty and wealth concerning the church. Macedonia had suffered harsh economic repression under Roman rule. Yet Paul says that the churches in Macedonia showed a wealth of generosity in the midst of their extreme poverty. Implicit in the text is a recognition of need. The Macedonian churches knew their needs. At the same time, they were cognitive of the needs of those around them. Paul, in that text, calls such a recognition a gift of God. He proceeds to explain how the Macedonian churches were able to give so generously, he says... They gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. Paul beautifully brings it all out for us in 2 Corinthians 8 as he fixes our gaze on Jesus in this discussion of wealth and poverty and the issue of need. He says these most important words. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. In the cross of Jesus, wealth and poverty are put in order. The Son of God succumbs to death and hell's torment on the cross in order that we, who are spiritually poor and bankrupt, may find our souls and lives filled with the holy gifts and divine wisdom. We find in our greatest need of forgiveness and eternal life that our Lord and Savior is well pleased to exchange places that we may experience the refreshing joys of salvation. Whether we are rich or poor, our prayer is in unison, give us this day our daily bread. For your Jesus, who became poor for us, comes to you in your greatest need of forgiveness, mercy, and faith. He gives you what you seek here in the Eucharist as you find the true and enduring treasure 
of a holy and eternal life. In the holy name of Jesus, 